Physical strength is no substitute for perception. For perception is the key which unlocks the intangible power of the spirit. You perceive nothing. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Elijah Bay. Is that too loud? I mean, I kind of busted. It was, but it's too late now. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, is the Elijah Bailey Show, and we're back. How you doing, Richard? I'm doing great. How how's how are you doing? I'm fine. Trying to trying to uh, pick. I don't a, care. Wow. Very, <laughs> I'm just joking, chum. I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking, chum. Yeah. Chum. Trying to uh, that's gonna be the word of the day. The word of the day it's is chum. chum, like chum bucket or chum as buddy. Uh, chum as buddy. I mean, isn't it the same thing? Ah, uh, yes. No, it's not. Oh. I just tricked your ass. Hmm. All right, so this is the Elijah Bailey show. What's it called? The the Carabano <laughs> effect. What? What's that show called? I think I know what you're talking. I don't know his name. Carabano. Oh, I love I know that Car- show too. I just Carabaro. Carabaro. I think that's, that's I think, not it. I don't know. It's Car something. I love that show. I don't watch it, but I know it's of good. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't use Cox Cable because they're pissing me off. I use their Ooh. internet. Uh, Cox, you sent a son of a bitch out to my house. Ouch. Well, he did because shout I, out cause, to the son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll we'll address this person here in a second. But I uh, called my mom to make sure they'd hook up my internet. Hi, mom. Yeah, and he goes, uh, he's like, I'm not talking to anybody on the phone. He's like, I was like, I will come over there. I fuck that guy up. All you need to do is get the phone from my mom, hook up my shit, and then leave. I was like, you don't get to choose what the fuck you do over here. But he ended up minding his manners. So um, today we have a special guest. This is the second episode, or the third episode. I forgot because, yeah. Was it the third one? Yes, the third. Because remember, <laughs> for a fact, go- uh, at least she's been on at least one episode of the Black Box. But this is, yeah, but this is her first time on the Elijah Bailey show. Yes, it is. So you are you guys if you listen to the bo- the black box before the box. yeah you've heard her I made several <laughs> several tiny uh, comments yes <laughs> yeah, heard background. in the background maybe background, <laughs> background noise <laughs> um, this is Emily Coiner thanks for being here today with us thanks for having me um, and the way that we're going to start this off is uh, who are you and how do you know me um, I've been a student of Mr Bailey for. Uh, over a year now. This is almost two years in March. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started going to um, Unified Martial Arts Training Center well, two marches ago. Two marches <laughs> ago. <laughs> like a fortnight like ago. <laughs> exactly. Two blue moons and, ago. Uh, then I started going to his boot camp uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm here. Well, we're glad to have you. Thank you. Glad um, to be here. Hello, Emily. <laughs> Let's, Hello, let's, let's just clap for Emily real quick. I'll clap for myself. This is the worst really studio need, audience. I really need a soundboard. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, How about I, that? Like another show ago, I was like, I need a soundboard. I like the authenticity of it, the, the room. There's three people here and we're clapping. Emily actually clapped for herself. Yep. So, I mean, you don't get that anywhere else besides Black and Studios. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you get the truth and nothing but the yeah, truth. Right. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> but uh, today's episode, we recorded episode two. Episode two went a lot longer than what we thought. We were so passionate about whooping kids' asses and yeah. officer slamming, slamming the shit out of that girl. We were passionate about um, everything. <laughs> so we missed some of the topics we were going to talk about last time. So uh, we're going to try to hit them today. And 
We're going to talk about uh, the Ronda Rousey Holly Holmes fight, and that's why Emily is here because she had some avid, avid topics she wanted to discuss mm, with so us she was about passionate. the fight. She was. I mean, she was on the brink of fucking burning down Edmund. All of Edmund, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, Ronda Rousey is my hero. So it was just a sad. It was a sad mm. sight to see your hero go down in flames. I know mm. it. It was. It was rough. So um. I mean, that's the hot topic. It's Today is actually Sunday, uh, November 15th. Yeah, 15th, 2015. Uh, the day right after the fight. And I woke up this morning to um, Nyla, uh, which is me and my wife's dog. Yeah. <laughs> talking about it? What you want to go She lost. Yeah. Oh, no, Nyla, <laughs> Nyla was uh, in the bed. I gave her a... a Fully bath last night and all that stuff and mm. you know trying to keep her warm and she kept nudging me and stuff like that so i woke up and then the first thing on my phone oh my, i don't know how many alerts and stuff i had but it's all about the ronda rousey fight so i watched it and uh around 7 30 or 8 o'clock i gave my buddy Witt a call and we kind of started talking because people were just acting like all kind of assholes last night mm. and the uh. fight if you didn't see the fight the fight was a uh, really good fight and we'll kind of talk about it but um you didn't see the fight, did you, Richard? No, I only saw uh, a kick to the head. Yeah, that's that's a uh, brutal. I watched yeah, the it kick, several times. kick to yeah, the head. Yeah, Emily saw it several times. I've seen it in HD, SD, <laughs> oh. MTV. I've seen <laughs> MTV every too. and iPhone. I've seen every angle of it, and <laughs> yeah, she got kicked in the jugular and all across the chin. I mean. Even if you lightly hit somebody or some weights dropped on the jugular, that disrupts oxygen flow to the brain. Where's the jugular at? Uh, outside of your neck. I always think of like a clown. My like mom said <laughs> like carot- carotid. So, uh, so what? Nurse Karen said oh. it was the carotid. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Same thing. I mean, the carotid is around. It wasn't that far up to the front. Is more around the back. So she got several good neck punches on her though. So I was like, yeah. ooh. So is the yeah. neck because she kept her chin up. Oh yeah, neck neck is a very uh, effective target area because you have pressure points around your jawline. Then you have your master muscles that's at the base of your jaw, and then everything connects from there. You have your Adam's apple, your windpipe, um, carotid artery, you know, jugular, soft tissue on the back of your neck. I mean, there's a lot of vital points because really your neck, out of everything on your body, almost serves no purpose except for holding your head. So it's it's a very lethal place to strike. And it wasn't on purpose. I mean, Holly Holmes has knocked out a lot of people by just throwing that leg up and kicking. Like she's trying to kick to the head, and she kicks to the neck, which is making her kick a lot worse than what it is. You think about the ankle hitting that and pushing deep into that tissue. I mean, you're causing damage. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what, what, what I saw since you mentioned the head kick. But let's uh, just start at the beginning. So how many times did you watch it, Emily? Um, last night I watched it live and then my dad in all of his wisdom made it, uh, rewound it and, uh, made us watch it again when I was almost in tears. And so, uh, I was able to analyze it. I feel better the second time because the first time I was just watching like open mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. So what do you, uh, all right. So first round, cause, uh, I want to hear what you saw. 
How many rounds was it? It's just two. It's like the first round and then not even halfway through the second round. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the first round, it was like, yeah. How do you? She's not going to make it. She better end it or she's not going to make it. Well, how do you think they looked uh, on the fences right before when they were doing the introduction? Um. Okay. Holly was kind of annoying me by the way she was running around, (laughs) and she looked really nervous coming in. And both me and my friend saw that we were watching her and like. Her face in the beginning, she looked really scared. She got in yeah. running around, you know, and Rhonda has her own routine when she comes in. You know, she taps her feet, mm-hmm. you know, bows, taps yeah. her feet, jumps, and then that's her, you know. Yeah, then she she's ready. like shaking loose the rest of the time. Holly's like doing laps around the octagon, you know, like running back and forth. And yeah. I was just like, just, you know. Sit down. Yeah, and chill for a second. <laughs> I know you're nervous, but come on. But yeah. she's apparently a runner marathoner i'm not sure yeah i was watching I mean, her intro video and i was like oh i didn't know she ran up mountains i guess that's the thing that she does though <laughs> yeah i mean i think so, that that helps her with her footwork and, yeah and, she's and, in really good shape obviously but yeah. it was just yeah, like, they had some pictures of her doing crossfit too like yeah. with those, the the rings right so i think uh for, for me watching it like like you said, you could tell that she was nervous mm-hmm. going into the fight. This is her first big fight. She's uh, and both of these women are well established. We talked about this at the end of the last episode, episode two. Uh, Holly Holm nine and zero, and a world class boxer Ronda Rousey twelve and zero, and Olympic judo champion. So I think the pressure was building for both of them. Holly, it's her first time for the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's her first title, and then Ronda Rousey. It's her thirteenth uh, fight, so to be thirteen and zero. Her and seventh she, fight defending her yeah, champion seventh, belt, seventh uh, title defense, and then thirteenth uh, for her record. And she has mm-hmm. to continue to keep that streak going, kind of mm-hmm. like the Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> that 20, <laughs> 21 and or is it twenty and one now? Uh, it's, 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 I don't know. But I mean, there's pressure on both sides. I think sides. it is twenty. I think it's twenty-two. 20, no, because no, it's, it's twenty-one and one. All right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, just like Brock Lesnar, the 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 uh, was it the Beast Incarnate mm-hmm. <laughs> beat uh, Undertaker. Holly Holm uh, got Ronda, and I think that kind of shook. She didn't have her normal swag about her. I think she was just going to kind of go forward and just try to end it with strikes. I think that was her. That's what it looked like. Around us? Yeah. She, okay. she, I mean, she had like pit bull in the fucking mm-hmm. junkyard look on her face. So she, then, don't mean, don't she always have a look? She does. She's she I mean, mean mugging the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every time I've seen her, I'm like, ooh, this is an interview. Chill but, out. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I think, I mean, one, that's going to mentally mess up your opponent. Two, that's going to start yeah. messing with them, messing with them physically when they think, when they know that you're coming around and you have bad intentions uh-huh. going across that ring. And I think, with Holly being as a uh, big of a professional as she was, um, I think she wanted to go out and then slug it out and end it because she gave her props on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show about uh, Rhonda gave oh. Holly props about how good she was and this would be her toughest fight. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I saw when they when they first started moving around the ring. Um, how did you feel? Did you feel that shift at all, or did you feel it stay consistent? As well, far as- um, with Betch, um, you could tell. Rhonda was obviously a lot more upset with Betch because um, of the comments that Betch made towards yeah, that was the about last her, defense. yeah, about her dad and so Rhonda's dad suicide and stuff. Yeah, yeah he, he committed suicide and, and she made an offhand comment about it. Yeah, if I was your dad, I commit suicide too. No, Ouch. no, Betch was like. After this, you know, I'm going to make you want to commit suicide and all this stuff. Like well, She said that about her dad, too, before. Well, yeah. And then Betch was like, oh, I didn't know that yeah, Rhonda's dad backtrack. committed suicide and all this was stuff. It, was this like a recent? 
That was the title. Yeah, the, la- the the previous last title fight. No, no, like uh, was it recent that he committed suicide? Oh, no, no, it was, it was when Ronda was young. Yeah. Oh, okay, he was still okay, like okay. a big part of her life and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Rhonda was obviously and understandably really upset about those comments. So she was like, I'm going to make her pay. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, I could, you could see that translate into her fight last time. And Rhonda came out like, no, you know, yeah, not holding anything back. And that's why the fight I feel ended so fast. Betch didn't expect that. And with this fight, I mean, in the intro, Rhonda had already said, you know, I've, I'm scared to lose what I have. So, you know, it's just right now defending all that I've, you know, accumulated. And then Rhonda gets into the ring and she just doesn't have that fire, I guess, underneath her. You know, she tried to make something happen during the, what what was that when they're on stage and they're, you know, getting in each other's faces. She's trying to say like that home like punched her, yeah, you know, know. you know how they do, you know, try yeah. to get each other angry. Yeah. And she was calling to saying that home was, uh, you know, a fake and all this stuff that preacher's daughter was an act and all this stuff. So, but there wasn't really any real fire. Yeah. yeah. I think after that, after the, the dad and the suicide comments and all that stuff, I think she had to try to rein it back in and get focused again. Yeah, there's actually something substantial for her to be angry about. This time it was like, oh, well, she was, you know, getting in my face. And it's like, well. Media spin it. Ronda Rousey almost got knocked out at the way. It's like, dude, Holly Holmes pushed her hand into her face. It wasn't a punch. Right. And, I mean, Ronda said some shit back because she touched her face. And she's getting in her face trying to, you know, amp up the crowd, sell Mm -hmm. tickets. But, I mean, yeah, there was no, besides defending that title, I don't think uh, the fire was lit. And then she said mm-hmm. she wanted after this fight to take some time off to do a movie. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Rhonda. Yeah. And one of the comments after she lost, like, movie actor Rhonda Rousey, I was like, she's not a movie. She's been in, like, three movies just because somebody wants to go to movies. I mean, because nobody said that. Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture did movies while they were tr- while they were doing. They came back. Right. They did fine. Now, Rampage Jackson you know, tried to blame his A-team movie on why he lost. He just wasn't fucking training. He's a wild cannon anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not because she's a movie star. She's, uh, I was, I don't know what I was listening to, but they were saying she's the most successful female athlete. Even if you talk about Venus and Serena, mm-hmm. Williams, or Venus and Serena, they're close, but they still, it still took them longer to accumulate the kind of fame that she has. Because um, even her being in the Olympics, she didn't get, really noticed once she went to mm-hmm. mma that's when everything started getting noticed tv movie deals clothing lines right um mentoring kids you know maxim and all that other stuff so mm-hmm. it's just uh it's just interesting how everybody's trying to spin everything out of control but i don't think she had the fire underneath her and i think holly was just i mean being put on that big the stage under, the underdog yeah. you know obviously yeah. she's got she wants it you know yeah. and ronda has either got to keep that fire underneath her or you know you're not gonna defend as well as you want something i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah all right so i have a question for you because uh i mean you guys competed once right did you ever compete when we went to tournaments yeah once? yes sir um and so that's 20 push-up uh <laughs> yeah, so, all right so, for, uh, so we're gonna take a commercial break so i can no. do these push-ups <laughs> no um so uh going into and we kind of talked about this last time yes people that have been at the school for three oh, years or more <laughs> and you've been here for a year and a half you should be the underdog, correct? Yes, sir. 
and yet you're going in. What are you thinking whenever you're fighting somebody that's got more experience, like me or Bree or you know, or Callan or somebody like that? Well, it depends on one who they are. All right, and so, obviously knowing their history, I, you know, if you just say someone with more experience than me, that's basically <laughs> everyone at the school. So I mean fighting Callan or like Ashton, you know, mm. I know them and I know how hard they train or Callan, not so much anymore, but Ashton, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, obviously I've seen them fight, so I know they're good fighters. I go in mainly on like the defense, but also wanting to show them that I'm also a good fighter. Yeah, try some new things. Exactly. Just actually get your stuff in. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you- with them, it's like, I want to practice new things yeah. and see if I can actually, you know, cause them some pain because I know they're going to cause me some pain. Yeah. Mm. What about fighting with me? What do you think when you're <laughs> moving around with guy? <laughs> with you, I know that you compared to like when you fight uh, like Talon or Ashton or someone that you don't hit me quite as hard. But you know that I get angry when you hit me in the face. So you always do that to try to get me to come after you. And with you, it's just like I'm more trying to stay on the inside so I don't get hit as hard. (laughs) So it's always chasing after you and, you know, staying on the inside and trying not to get in a bear bear hug or something like that. So. Yeah, so and with everyone else, it's like, uh, maybe I'll keep my distance. <laughs> wow, what about you, Richard? Because I mean, you fight at the the boot camp too, so every now and then, yeah. So, uh, excluding when I'm not injuries, injuries. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it goes to what she was saying, it all depends on like the person. Um, and for me, it's not really about, I really don't know in my head how long certain people have been there or not, yeah. Um, like Varie, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she's healthy and everything like that, you know, I, I know the way she fights, it's a, it's like a, like a barrage, like a, <laughs> yeah. almost like fury. It's like mm-hmm. some yeah. aggression. <laughs> and then yeah. like, it, it throws me off sometimes. Cause I'd be thinking like, damn, did I do something to her? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man, like when I was her partner last time, did I, did I fuck up? Cause she is pissed off. Did you miscount her decline set up yes, or something? Seriously, <laughs> which I may have. And I don't know if she was upset at that and just, uh, just holding, holding it in. And then when I fight other people like, uh, you know, even Talon, you know, he's quick and I know he's not about to, uh, you know, hold too much of his punches. Callan, he, he's quick too. He kind of allows me to learn a little bit. Um, he definitely applies pressure, but his pressure is different from everybody else's. Mm-hmm. And even when I fight, you know, you, Emily. We've uh, only fought like once or twice, Yeah, just right? once or twice. Yeah. I remember them, believe it or not. <laughs> um, you know, like like your guard is so much more different than everybody else's guard. Uh, your guard reminds me of that one character off the anime, Epo. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, she's just, she, like, she's hardcore with that peekaboo. And yeah. um, Mike Tyson's yeah. right there. And then, you know, when I fight you, I just, you know, just... You know, just <laughs> pray that I don't mess up one of my arms. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> With Mister Bailey, there's less pressure to be careful. You, you can. Yeah. apply more of things that you're willing to experiment with. Yeah. Because you guys know I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to break, break anything. bones yeah. on purpose. I mean, fighting, <laughs> you're going to get hurt. But my my whole deal is you guys can hit me as hard as you want. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this. It's going on 26, 27 years now. Oh, so, yes. I mean, and if I... Came fighting <laughs> out of the womb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and if, and if, I, if I'm not prepared now to take any of those punches, how can I say I'm prepared for an actual encounter? Somebody's got a knife or a gun or a pipe or whatever the hell they have if i'm trying to and we're gonna man this this topic is a strong we're gonna talk about this one later but um 
so you guys based on the person fight a little bit differently mm-hmm. and then have different things in your mind i think with let's say if it's somebody that is around your same skill are you guys still trying to just go in and work you know have are you a little bit more comfortable or a little bit more skittish because going from like fighting somebody like brie where you guys can run over I mean, that's the only person I can think of that everybody runs over at boot camp <laughs> or fighting with me that's got tons of experience that can catch you at any angle. What happens when you find somebody that's even to your skill level? Are you more well, skittish or are you I guys feel fine? like with like Brooke and Alex, you know, they're they've been training together their whole right. Their mar- whole martial arts career. career. Yeah, They started at the same time on Monday night class. Yeah. Okay. So they've been together their whole lives. So watching them fight is kind of like watching two trains collide, honestly. Like, there's Mm -hmm. no real clear winner, Mm -hmm. but you can see what their different strengths are. So it's, I guess, good for them because they can, I know, like, I guess fight as hard as, I don't know. They're just, yeah, yeah, they're just like, it's basically watching two trains hit each other. Like, they're, no one's really getting hurt. Yeah. But, there's also like they're not going easy on each other. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was actually hoping for in a Josh. Yeah. No lie, no lie. I was I was hoping that Josh would be like my uh my equal partner that mm-hmm. I can, you know, eventually once he started getting good that we can, you know, hardcore go each other. Right. Um but you know that that <clears throat> didn't work out too well. So I'm hoping Decoven though, because uh, Decoven um when I sparred with him, just moving around with him the other day um, and I can tell he's not he's not too timid mm-hmm. or you know at all, and um, you know he's not like holding back too too much. I know the moment I turn it up to five, I see him turn it up to five as well. Exactly. So um, I'm hoping. I don't know if Brandon will. I hope he does, but I I, I got faith in Decova. Yeah. What what you think about Brandon? If you don't mind me asking real quick. When he fought with Talon, he had to step it up, and he did. He got hit in the nuts. <laughs> and then and then he came back and he blasted Talon. Talon's like, Ugh. he's trying to shake out the cobweb. So I mean, he got he got they he both, got the potential. Yeah, he's got fight back in him. Mm. So I mean, I I think you got two good ones. I mean, you guys are all at the level where you're not going to be disappointed for a while. Like yeah. Me, Dude, all sorry. these sorry ass. I have, I have failed you. Disappointment. <laughs> See, I have more fun fighting the people that I train, not because I train them to. Like a lot of people train their guys to be subservient to them and to to like show enough. Like yeah, you're the baddest. Uh, yeah. and, but I train you guys as hard as hard as possible, so you guys can push me, and so I always have to continue to work hard. So. And we kind of got off on that tangent because I think that's how it was with Holly and Rhonda. They they both stepped in. They both have credible careers, and they're staring each other down. Holly's trying to calm her nerves. Rhonda's not trying to show her nerves. I think that's why she wasn't moving as much. And as soon as that right. bell rang, Rhonda's the first one that shot out. Holly stayed loose and relaxed, had her hands up, shoulders relaxed, and she just stayed on her, to- her, her toes and kind of shuffled around back mm-hmm. and forth and, and kept her range out. But when Rhonda did throw punches... She did not block like she was a boxer. She threw her elbows up, uh. kind of like she was scared and kind of pushing her hands out. And she had to fight through that through the first round. Mm. And that first exchange, there's going to be a po- uh, picture uh, that I post on uh, the Elijah Bailey Show um, Facebook page of like Vegeta and Goku hitting each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly what Rhonda and Holly did. They hit yeah, each other. Yeah, they did have a punch like that. Yeah, and I just, was like, ooh. That was like the first exchange because mm-hmm. Rhonda had to show that she wasn't scared and Holly had to show, had to get those fears out. And sometimes. You get in the habit of being a fighter where you have to get hit to get those cobwebs out, but that could be the most dangerous thing f- for you because if you get caught on the button, that's a KO. Yeah, right? and after that, it kind of it kind of went on. Ronda, uh, I 
I said I think she wanted to work her boxing, but if she if you know you have there's somebody with a hundred percent takedown defense, it makes you kind of skittish on trying to take them down. But I mean that's her bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And Holly was so scared moving around, she didn't want to get taken down. So I mean you can see the nerves running high, but you can also see the balance shift from Rhonda being a little bit above Holly to Holly switching because Rhonda's coming in with her right foot in front and then Holly steps with her right and gets her with that left elbow and just tore up her nose. And then after that it, it kind of changed. So did it ever go to the ground? Uh, yeah, mm. Ronda, like after barely. Yeah, after one shot, Ronda hooked her and tried to do a ogoishi and, and hip toss her. But Holly's got sturdy upper back, uh, solid and chest, got height and, and height. Yeah, so she couldn't get her hips underneath to pull her, and they kind of collapsed down with Holly, you know, going forward, landing mm-hmm. on her head, and then Ronda sitting on the right side of her butt, and then they kind of got up after that. Um, but I mean, most of it was strikes. I mean, Holly hit Ronda with a good left and then a right. And then Ronda came back and hit her on the side of the head with the right. I mean, a lot of people made it try the, the highlights showed that Ronda just basically stood there and got her ass whooped. that's not right. what happened. She fought back, but I mean, both of them were kind of limited. Holly right. wasn't using her ducks and slips like she normally does in her previous fights. Uh, she was more of a, um, you know, like you mentioned, Epo, like an inside fighter where you're mm-hmm. just in there, except for without no ducks and slips, just in there, kind of slugging away and then going in and out and kind of stay relaxed. So did it mm-hmm. look kind of brawlish at one point? Um, yeah. Just because of all the punches that were thrown, you yeah. know, compared to Ronda's previous fights where it's mostly on the ground in seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and um, with the arm bar and everything. I on I wish, you know, she would have stayed with her judo roots yeah. and just like like Mr. Bailey said, you know, if you're good at something, yeah, you know, stay, with, stay it. with it, especially if you're going like that's like Holly coming in and trying to do judo against Ronda, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, the, it, it's almost like laughable to think about. Yeah, the first the first two there was a combination of three punch combinations, a jab cross jab, I think or a jab cross hook or whatever. The first uh, two punches out of that combination that Holly threw hit nothing but air. I mean, she's like a foot away from Ronda's right. face because she was she couldn't judge the distance. And most of her punches, Ronda was stepping in. I don't know if she's going to step in for a throw or step in for a punch, but uh, she cut off her power. Because, I mean, if you're at the end of a technique, the end of a punch or a kick, you're getting 100% of that, that power and momentum that's transferred throughout the body. If you hit halfway, then you cut it in half. You cut it 60%, 50%, 40% of that power, mm. depending on how far it does not come out of the chamber. Right. And most of Holly's punches didn't come out. I mean, some of them did. Some of them she caught on the bare end, and some of them she hit 100%. Some of them she hit 40 50%. Uh, it just depends on the stepping and the angle. I mean, the the deal with... Which makes sense, because Ronda yeah. kept coming forward the whole time, but yeah. since Holly kept backing up, Ronda wasn't able to stay on the inside and block yeah. most that, of those punches. Yeah, that that height advantage. I mean... For somebody that's shorter, a, a good dash, a good step in gets you in. Yeah. Um, Holly tried some front snap kicks to the knees. One of them didn't do anything. Uh, kept calling him a oblique kick. Is that what they're called? I was like, that's an no. inverse front snap kick. Hey, Joe Rogan. I was some, one of the announcers. I was I like, what is an oblique kick? Well, the one that I heard, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> Please tell me. Yeah. I'm People listening. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm listening to it. How dare you disgrace these names? She was doing that to the front, to the knee. They, they might be using trying, trying to, to use, blow out her knee. Yeah, they might be trying to use Muay Thai or Muay Boring. I mean, probably the not oblique Muay Boring, of the but, knee. <laughs> she was. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> You get caught up in trying to call shit fast when you're watching. Oh my god! Blah, 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 and then you mess up stuff. But I heard the uh, the Spanish version, so I didn't I didn't get to hear what they <laughs> called it. How'd you hear the Spanish version? Uh, it was the only version on YouTube or something. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I put the one that's posted on my Facebook page is in, in Spanish. Just turn the music, turn the turn the all you down, and just watch the fight. Because <laughs> you're not unless you speak Spanish. I mean, maybe I'm reaching out to my Spanish audience. Yeah. There you go. And my Spanish is not as uh, uh, good as it used to be. So, but yeah, I didn't hear any of the terminology, but she tried that first, like a whip kick, mm-hmm. which where you don't curl the toes back and try to hit her knee. The second one, she hit on top of the knee, but her knee was bent. If you're going to do that, it's an old Muay Boran, which is another form of Muay Thai or another style. It's, it's one of the five components of Okinawan Goju and, and karate. Um, it's called the seven colors of the rainbow. Whenever somebody kicks, you don't have to hit their knee hard with the front snapping. You just have to tap it and you keep tapping it. And for lighter skinned people, you see that, that knee go through colors because blood spark starts pooling mm. and just like a hammer and a nail, you start tearing ligaments and stuff like that. And the other person doesn't notice it because you're hitting a vital target. The knee, you don't have to knock them down. Don't have to blow it out. You just have to tap. And over time it starts tearing that the tissue and ligaments down. Mm. On that, so. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if you saw the straw weight fight before. Mm-mm. You didn't? I didn't watch all of it. It I was Joanna like, oh, Jacek versus uh, I don't know. I just versus Valerie Leb something. I don't know. She's from Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Canada. <laughs> um, I love you, Canada. Joanna is the strawweight champion. Mm-hmm. And so she was using these leg kicks against Valerie the whole time. 60 leg kicks she got on her. And Valerie only Ouch. had three. Yeah. And you should have seen that leg it, it was the same leg she kept kicking the left thigh and her thigh was so swollen and red and welted by the end of the fight everyone was like look at that leg like all the announcers were like man another leg kick what is she gonna do <laughs> but i mean she lasted all five rounds so yeah, i mean so. i was just like i wish Rhonda would have utilized more kicks but even though yeah. they aren't really her strong suit because mm-hmm. holly's got such long legs she yeah. definitely could have used that to her advantage to get her on the ground i think yeah to change the game up all right we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause pause for the cause and we'll be right back This is Elijah Bailey with the Elijah Bailey Show and the Black Box. Please do not miss your chance to subscribe, to like the Black and Studios Facebook page. That is the place where you get all these wonderful podcasts from. The Black Box, the Elijah Bailey Show, One Mic, One Voice, uh, Roxy by Design, and our affiliates, The Gamer Stand, who are coming over to Black and Studios, one of Oklahoma's premier podcasting studio so make sure to tune in stay tuned look them up like them join them and so you never miss an episode all of these podcasts black and studios and you can find them on their facebook page one mic one voice you can find it on facebook find their website the one mic one voice.com and one mic one voice on twitter the elijah bailey show you can find on facebook e bailey fitness on twitter and instagram uh black and gaming network on facebook black and gaming network on twitter and you can also find Roxy by Design on Facebook and soon to come Twitter and Instagram. So do not wait. Do not delay. Find your favorite podcast by your favorite studio in Oklahoma and listen now. Welcome back to the Elijah Bailey Show. We're back after that break in... Um, that was confetti popping. <laughs> that is I awesome. new <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, she's over Doesn't it scare everybody like confetti? Like when it just like randomly? No, I like it. Like not the slow type. Like I'm talking about like the, the poppers. Talking about. Yeah, like the like one that just, just 
like you're well, not even ready. You shoot and it just out. see like confetti and like <laughs> the airsoft gun. Paper. Shoot it at people. Yeah. Happy does it shoot New like confetti instantly? Or no, I'm just saying like you could get pellets one and, do and then it hits the person and then Dude, it explodes. Like yours. a rubber pellet yeah. <laughs> and then it explodes. Confetti bitch. Pow and shoot. Happy New Year's. So 2016, don't give a damn about you. All right. So we're back from our break. And before we went to break, we were talking about Holly Holmes and Ronda Rousey. We're going to continue this train of thought just for a little bit. Um, and then we're actually going to get to some more exciting things. I don't know what's more exciting than that fight, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I really want to watch it now. I was uh, go to my Facebook page, and for all you guys that want to see the fight, go to my Facebook page, the Elijah Bailey Show, and watch the fight in Espanol. <laughs> so it's in Spanish on your page, yeah. okay? I mean, the fight. No, I know a lot. Sometimes listening to the Spanish, they're they're yeah. pretty damn I, exciting. I, I wonder if at the end the announcers in Spanish were like, "Gol." <laughs> Go! <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Um, but uh, especially when they they like roll their R's, yeah, it makes everything so, so much, much more better. exciting. Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did they say it like that? Yes, they do. Oh, I mean they're they're legit, bro. Legit. <laughs> they're trying to get out like a quick train of thought. And it's like Ronda Rosie, <laughs> dude. It takes so long for her to come out just with all the R's. Because uh, you have to say records and, mm. and everything. I but. will say one thing, though. Holmes' uh, intro song drove me crazy. Why? Did it get what? Fucking bagpipe music. I, mean, uh, I was like, get Rhonda out here quick. She, I can't she, listen uh, to this. Ireland or uh, Irish. There we go. Mm. I mean, maybe. Scotland. She's Scottish. fighting out of She's fighting out of Arizona, I think, or yeah. something. So I, I didn't see where... Is that in, Arizona. Is that See, in, I'm not even joining in black on pipes there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because it's Scott? <laughs> yeah. But I think, <laughs> besides the intro, I mean, that's a good reason to whoop somebody's ass. When you're a rowdy and you're representing Roddy Piper mm-hmm. and they take the pipes from you. Or the Scots do on the fertilizer commercial. The what commercial? You know the Scots, like the like yard treatment? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. He's Irish. Make he has orange mean, hair. Yeah. So does McGregor. Yeah. Should I have mean, McGregor Brooke, come out there and start river dancing? Not, uh, no, well, he's, he's Irish. He's, oh. he's like, he's hey, legit. Uh, no, that's pirates. Yeah, I mean that's close. <laughs> we we did this <laughs> before. <laughs> we did this before the show. The Churchy Tree. That that's more Irish Scottish. Where they chur and Loch Ness and Lessie, Less Nessie. Lessie? No, that's the ghetto Loch Ness monster, Lessie. She's in those little kiddie pools that you have in front of your yard. That you haven't cleaned out in yeah, a year. Yeah. So, but I mean, like shit. After, uh, towards the end of the first round for the fight, Rhonda, after getting that nose broke, that cartilage done, I mean, that's a basic strategy for the mm-hmm. T-zone strategy. And for those of you that don't fight, T-zone strategy is if you're doing any kind of barehanded fighting, um, you hit somebody in the eyebrow, because you want to bleed bust to that skin, eye. make it bleed into their eyes so they can't see it, obstructs their vision. Then you break their nose so it starts sapping their stamina because they can't breathe correctly. Mm. And it forces them to act in a way that they wouldn't. So you can be advantageous. Then after that, you can pick your spots and win. And when we went to the second round, after a corner talk to her, and I really didn't, I mean, I couldn't tell what the corner was saying because Espanol was playing <laughs> over it. But I they mean, had, like, the music? I mean, no, I mean, like the announcers, oh, they just, were translating. Yeah. Edmund, so. Edmund uh, Rhonda's coach mm-hmm. and trainer, he was saying, um, like, you're doing great, you know, keep staying in there and blah, blah. I'm like, no, she's not doing great, you know, she's throwing out punches, but they're getting sloppy now because she's, um, her so you think face she was is kind of. 
I'm not exactly sure what happened in the like middle of the first round. Like once she had gotten her nose broken and she was starting to like, I don't know, maybe kind of freak out a little. It was like mm. outside punches looked kind of re- like really sloppy, honestly. But mm, I'm yeah. not sure if that was just because Hol- Holm was staying on the inside and she was trying to get hooks around. Yeah, like I mean, and they just she, weren't hitting. Yeah, when she threw those heavy, those wide hooks, I mean. We talk about this all the time. When you see somebody throwing a wide hook, it's like you have all night and day to get mm-hmm. in there. And home stepped in, so the hooks were going behind her, or she is she. That's when she actually did a slip and moved out of the corner. Right. Ronda fell into the fence. Is because she knew she had to end it. End it because she couldn't breathe. Yeah, and that's once, what that does. That once Ronda fell, I was like, mm. and I was like, if she comes up and then gets some composure, and then Ronda uh, throws a punch, Holly throws a left one. Ronda meets it in the middle and kind of closes it off. Holly pushes her off. Rhonda's right foot slips back and she turns and both hands hit the canvas. I mean, she's going down towards the canvas. She gets back up. If you've ever watched Holly Holmes kick, a left leg roundhouse kick to the head is what she always does. Rhonda comes up and turns to her left and that mm. kick gets her right in the juggler, right in her chin part. and knocks her out. And if she would have rolled out to the right. good form roundhouse. No, I mean, well. <laughs> There's different interpretation. If you look at Kyoku Shinkai and, mm-hmm. and Okinawa Goju, their roundhouse kicks are with the shin or with the, the ankle, kind of like mm-hmm. Holly Holmes does. But her foot is all floppy. If mm-hmm. you kick that hard all the time and you do that, you end up tearing the ligament in your in your ankle and it makes it harder for you to move and fight. So as a boxer, you know, whoever's teaching her kicks is teaching her damn wrong if they want her to keep using footwork. But yeah, it was kind of, it was sloppy. She hit with the, the ankle. It was definitely a finishing kick, but yeah. like more... Better form, please. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like to see. And then she goes down to her knees. She hammer fists Ronda in the face and then hammer fists her two more times and they call the match. And the one thing that I hate about UFC is the hammer fists. That's right. They don't count in UFC. Do they? Yeah, those are finishers. They're illegal. Okay. To do those hammer fists. But I remember seeing Brock Lesnar doing this like he is a big, <laughs> a big giant with like a tinker toy hammer. <laughs> Frank <laughs> Mir in the face. I'm like, dude, pick your spots. All you have to do is pull your hand back. Ronda was literally jab. on the ground. She wasn't fighting back at that no, point. No, she was out. Like, if you want to get one punch in, bam, punch. But don't do a hammer fist because now, <laughs> yeah, now you're using your wrist. And then Holly Holmes, I mean, this all that adrenaline. boxer. Come I mean, on. All that adrenaline rush. And she's just trying, I need to finish it. Because she knows if she gets up, that's it. Because mm-hmm. she's going to get pissed if she's knocked down. So, yeah. I mean, that was the end of the fight right there. Um, kick to the to the neck and the chin. And then hammer fist to the face, and it was over. And while wow. they were standing there, like the, from me having all these fights and going, fighting all these different types of people, if you mess up, if you know you mess up, you don't think about the loss. You think about your mess up because that's what caused you to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that on Rhonda's face. Just She had her head down and just thinking like, man, if I wouldn't have fucking slipped, if I wouldn't have turned this way, if I wouldn't have right. left, if I would have just went down to the ground. Or so, there's all these different that's right. So basically it's almost when the emotion starts dying away and the logic starts kicking yeah. in. And right. then later on the emotion kicks in you, and then you get kind of pissed. Then you get depressed. I hope not. I, mean, I, I think she'll come back. On the alcohol. ground, whenever they were all like kind of cradling her and making sure she was okay, you could just see it in her face. Like, it's did like, I, I lost? Like, like, I was, it made me sad at that point. I was like, no, Rhonda, you didn't lose. Yeah. You can't get up and get her. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. Start the bell again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <This> round three. <laughs> Fight. But I mean, it was. 
for from my perspective, from for those guys being as good as they are, it was a very well done fight. There's things technically they could have did better on both sides. Mm-hmm. Nerves were running high. I mean, when you're in the state, I think that was a sold out fifty six thousand yeah, or something that's like a that. Lot. That's a huge. That's a lot of people. A lot of noise on the outside, and that noise gets you revved up. So I think it was a good fight for what it was for all those people. Good underdog fight. Yeah, I mean, can underdog I, story. Yeah. yeah, can I say something real yeah. quick? And this kind of goes back to our last episode that we had about uh, you know, cyberbullying and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. That's what another thing that uh, even celebrities and... They have to put up with it constantly. Man. Every single day, somebody has to say, you look like this, or you're a piece of shit, or I don't like your movie mm-hmm. every day. And then when something wrong goes happen, oh, oh my Especially yeah. if you're confident and yeah. you know how Rhonda is with her... You know, not touching gloves before yeah. the fight and all this stuff. Everyone's like, "Karma's a bitch," and blah yeah. blah blah. I'm like, if "You don't have to." Excuse you, mean, come and fight her in the octagon. Yeah, I'd like to see you stand up to her. When you're yeah. fighting somebody, you don't have to. T- I mean, all these cordial cordialities, or however mm-hmm. you want to say it. I mean, fighting's for survival and instinctive. You don't have to touch gloves. Everybody tries to treat things with nicety, like football, where you're hitting too hard. It's a contact sport. You can't take away tackling the football because everybody gets a touchdown back and forth. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't do martial arts or some kind of combat without that aspect to it. This Mm -hmm. world is becoming very soft. Soft, pussy, (laughs) soft. Day by day. I mean, it's pussified, man. Like, pillow top. And then... I'm not going to insult pillow tops. Yeah, pillow tops are cool. They're nice. But, I mean, it's just... It's crazy, man. I, I mean... Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. Some of the tweets are just like ridiculous. Like, how dare you? Like, she's been a champion for you know defending her title for over six six fights now, and then doing movies. You know, branching mm-hmm. out from fighting so she doesn't have only the UFC to rely yeah. on. You know, because that's so dangerous. You yeah. know, she wants to protect her future, which is totally understandable. And everyone's like, oh, she's paying more attention to Hollywood, you know, doing all these uh, swimsuit covers, all these movies. It's like, what? Who are you to tell her what to do with her life? Cat Williams said, haters are in this world just to hate. (laughs) Man. Exactly. They got powers and shit now. (laughs) Because as soon as as you can do memes, like, here's one that says, sweet chin music and has Rhonda on the floor. And it's like, Shawn Michaels, it works every time. Dude, it's some fucked That's up. awful. Bullshit. There was one that, um, oh, this one. Ronda Rousey has to be the most overrated athlete of all time. I was like, how? She defended her title in seconds, beating everybody, and she's got, she went to the Olympics twice. How is she overrated? That's like saying uh, Muhammad Ali is the most overrated boxer. Well, Mike Tyson. You know, this, this is, it's like they say, Dude. there's no way you can please everybody. Exactly. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad that the fighters like these guys they don't please they have their records set like holly holmes is going to be they made history if holly holmes can keep this up and ronda comes back they'll both be in history and nobody will be able to touch them in that women's division or the male division because ronda was the highest paid ufc fighter that they have i think Mm. yeah and so she's taking all that over and the men's fights looked weak yeah men's fights (laughs) i mean mean, so boring really so boring even like even if they were the prelim fights it was like Come on, guys. Yeah, like dude. watching the pre fight before the Rousey home fight with Jacek and yeah. Lebanon. I don't know what her name is. I, I still need Lebanese. to look it up. No, it was like Laborno or something. I think something like that. But that was intense. And I was like, yeah, that makes me want to, like, you know, revved up for the yeah. Rousey fight, you know? Like, come on, yeah. bring her out. 
Do you but, ever watch a fight and then afterwards you start like wanting to fight? Oh, absolutely. Like, the whole do, you time, look, do you ever look at Callan since he, he's a fighter? <laughs> Your like, brother? Put he on was, the club. He was at home, but I was like wanting to go into the workout room and start beating up the Bob doll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, a good fight or anything should awaken something in you if you're an actual fighter. Most of these guys. And we'll kind of get this is the next segment: martial artists versus martial acrobats. The martial <laughs> acrobats are people that want to do this but don't. They'll sit at home and they'll judge all day. You know the haters right. oh, yeah, sit here yeah, make yeah. memes. The people that actually fight and been in fights, they kind of want to get out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about. I don't even know if it's here. I was talking to somebody about my buddy Alan, and he's like, he called me up, and he's had some issues. And he's got temper. He's like, dude, I'm tired of fighting, man. He's like, everybody thinks fighting's so cool. He's like, I really don't want to fight anymore because I'm putting my life on the line every night. It's not in an octagon. It's not in a ring where there's spectators and where there's a ref to stop. He's like, I'm tired of fighting. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a point that you get at when you're an actual fighter. And a lot of people disassociate fighting with entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're still fighting inside the octagon. Yes, they're still boxing. Yes, they're doing all this stuff, but at some point in time, they're doing it in front of fans. They're getting paid for it. When you have to fight for your life, it gets very tiring, very stressful, and then you don't know if you're going to live or die. Mm-hmm. And so you're keyed up to the max every single time. Um, but, I mean, this was a really good fight. I can't wait to see what Holly does next um, and what Ronda does when she comes back. If Daniel was smart, he's not going to book the next fight, the rematch, for a while. Yeah. Give, give Holly's win credibility by letting her defend her title one or two times, then have Ronda come back after the, because they said she was rushed to the hospital. She was in the ER and all this. She got rushed because she, her nose, she said they had to do, re, they they said she has to have reconstructive surgery on her nose with her mouth. I mean, if she's got it busted open, a couple stitches. And we talked about this before right. the show. It's not going to take reconstructive surgery. So it's a media trying to spin stuff out of control and trying mm, to make it seem like. That's what they do. Like, yeah, like Ronda's a bad sport about and this and that. If she had to go to the hospital right then for a nose because they checked on it, she had to. If not, mm-hmm. she stayed in the ring and congratulated. Holly checked on her. She's checked on people throughout her career. So Absolutely. I don't think she has a problem with losing because losing is. she. Yeah, they hugged afterwards, you know. Yeah. And I mean, the whenever people are like oh how does it feel to be humbled you know i mean she's been humbled before she went to the you know she worked hard to get to the olympics she didn't win you know that's a huge like for someone who worked so hard to To get to the whole country exactly to fail or and to to not make it to to gold like you want to and then have your mom do the olympics Mm -hmm. and be the caliber of of athlete she is Mm -hmm. so she's been humble but she has a right to everything that she says when she calls mm-hmm. somebody out because she's taken every fight that they've offered her. And I'm sure she'll continue to take more fights. Now we have to just see if Holmes will step up to the plate and showcase her personality because if yeah. not, you, you're not going to be able to you make money a, off her. Yeah, you can't be a boring champion. You yeah. have to be able to take what people are saying about you and also throw it back out yeah. so you're interesting and people want to buy the fights. Yeah. We talked know? about this last time or earlier today. Chell Sonnen, he did the same thing. He was talking trash he's calling stone cold steve austin talking trash selling fights but he mm-hmm. took every single fight that was offered to him right the only reason people didn't give him so much shit is because he didn't win all his fights but he took on anderson silva he took on several people um whoever had the title that's who he's fighting all he had to do uh people were like well you talked your way into a fight he's like yeah all i did was say yes i would fight that's what he did every single time mm-hmm. and just because ron does how to streak and hasn't been beat people are giving a hard time about yeah. it so. mm-hmm. but i think the top is very lonely yeah, I know. Exactly. Now, that now there we go. You can hear me better. That brings now. me brings me to my uh, <laughs> next topic: um, martial artists versus martial acrobats. 
Um, what do, what do you think of martial art is, Emily? Because you are in martial arts. Richard's not so much. He doesn't want to conform <laughs> to the uh, regular sorry uh, deal for martial arts. But what do you think of martial arts is? I Just mean, give me your black pants and I'll. I'll <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I mean, someone who dedicates themselves to learning an art, whether it be taekwondo, you know, judo, anything, and you know they dedicate their lives, they make changes to conform to the teachings of that art and live by it you yeah. know you have to live by it that's the that's the catch you have to live by it if you don't live by it then you're just a hypocrite so there we go man <laughs> I, I didn't know what you're gonna say i mean we don't come in here and plan that shit out so I was, <laughs> he didn't give me my script so. apparently yeah. he thought you were gonna fuck that up no 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 yeah. no, no, no. I, <laughs> thanks I thought, for the confidence sorry right. no, i thought she was gonna say something different and I could, you know, he's going to add that in, but I actually just read his mind. He's going to educate you, but you, uh, he's like, well, I guess that's the end of that topic. Um, next on the list, but live by, I mean, now, uh, it's so hard to stress a martial artist trains every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you train for actual combat. You don't complain you don't make all these excuses. You don't not train. You don't do all this other bullshit. Now, martial arts is like people going to test for their black belt. It's just a formality. You know from day one when you enter the door or from the day that you can convince your instructor to let you do something outside the norm that you're going to get your black belt. And so you just have to show up and you're going to get it. People now don't earn their rank anymore. People go through martial arts as it's a game. They, I mean, don't, they don't have respect or anything and they don't train the way they should be training. It plays into the culture of, you know, the modern, oh, well, everyone gets the trophy for participating, yeah, you know, just in whenever you start a martial art in martial arts as a kid, you know, and that's what kids nowadays are doing. You know, mm -hmm. you play soccer, you lose, you still get a trophy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, if you, you work sometimes and you show up to class and you, you'll get a belt, you know, yeah. and instead of working hard to earn your belt, People are putting the emphasis on martial arts is a sport or martial arts is an activity versus martial arts teaches you self-defense. It's a way and, of life. <laughs> yeah, and it builds your character. And then after you've built a character, it tests your character to see, again, if you can live by those same principles that you have uh, from before, the same principles that you learned on the way up uh, through martial arts. So it just it aggravates me. One, and this kind of brought about the Holly Holmes stuff when they're putting all these memes out. They put memes out about Holly before the fight saying she was going to win. And then as soon as she won... Now they're putting out stuff about Ronda, and it's from other martial arts, like, oh, well, she should have did this. I'm like, dude, you're not even fucking watching what's going on, and to stay humble and all this other stuff, and you're sitting here trying to rub shit in everybody's face. I was like, why don't you do something? Like, we talk about all these people, dude, bitch-made, so-on, so-called martial, martial artists, like Austin. We talked about him, uh, Larry Wells. There's a whole bunch of people. It's that, a list of bitch-made. Huh? Yeah, I mean, Jabin... Uh, Chris Rentry. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people in Oklahoma that are claiming that they're fighters and stuff and never won shit. I mean, uh, Pastor Tory Montgomery is one of the fastest, and he's you could call him a high-flying martial artist, but he preaches, he incorporates his martial arts into his ministry. When you say high-flying, what do you mean? He does aerial kicks. He's real real fast with all his techniques. Um, I mean, within a split second, he's done three or four techniques. He's He's showed people how to overcome stuff with his physical gift that God gave him. He's broken boards at church. He's done, you know, aerial kicks and stuff. He said, I did, I was able to bring forth and flourish with this gift God gave me through 
actually focusing and then prayer and stuff like this and hard work. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff he does. Well, yeah, people fighting with him that uh, Catching like, my mic again, yeah, I'm boy. sorry. Um, <laughs> that don't even understand. Throw down right here. <laughs> uh, they don't even understand that he's only given you know five to ten percent of his effort on them. I mean, so many people are so entitled. They, I have a black belt, or somebody gave me a black belt. I'm the shit now, so mm-hmm. you need to look at me. And then they go off and they talk shit, and because society's getting so soft, nobody's giving them the ass whoopings they need. Right. And they don't think they can get ass whoopings. Or like Austin, you beat him up. Callum beat him up. I beat him up. Ashton beat him up at 11 years old. Deshaun beat him up. Yeah, you have all these people that have whooped his ass, and yet he still hasn't in his mind that he is a martial arts or he's somebody that is good at what he does. And he's he lies to people about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. I, I keep there's, getting, a, there's a difference between being confident in yourself and you know wanting to better yourself versus oh, I'm just going to ignore all these times that I haven't trained, yeah. haven't come up here, gotten beat by people that are younger and less experienced than I haven't me. haven't put in the work at all. Exactly. That's almo- it's almost like he's delusional. Yeah. Mm. We, cause he got early stage of dementia, maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I Maybe he just forgot all the times that he got beaten. I mean, I don't know what's Maybe you what's beat up. it out of him. I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it is very discrediting to the people that work hard. Because, I mean, you got you, Richard, do the martial arts kicks and stuff, even though you're not a martial arts. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do. I thought you were about to give me some props or something. I was no. like, oh, you see my I mean, well, I, mean, face <laughs> I was like, no. You do. You work hard. Oh, okay. And, Emily, you go through the rigorous training that I put you through because I want my students to be better than me. I want to leave a legacy through you and you guys to see how to leave that legacy. I'm giving all of myself to you guys so that way when you have your own students you give yourself to them and mm-hmm. don't try to hold on to stuff and try to keep them within this box or or try to hold on to something that's not going to be there martial arts should humble you day in and day out uh, as far as i have to adjust and make changes but there's a lot of people that aren't humbled at all by the experience and that's where you get the acrobats they're doing backflips it's almost like they weren't good at martial arts they're not good <laughs> They're not good at gymnastics, so they combine the two. I'm going to do a half-ass backflip, and I'm well at a punch at the end. Yeah, and ha- <laughs> floppy <right>. wrist. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing a backflip, why don't I just kick you in the air? Oh, that never happened. I was like, dude, I've done that to three people already. So if we're in an actual fight, you're going to do a backflip in a place where the ceiling's down here. This low. I said, it makes no sense. You're doing cartwheels. What purpose fucking- does a backflip serve in a fight other than to show off? Exactly. There's if, none if unless you're-, you're throwing a kick from. Backflipping, I, I don't know. If you're doing, There's if no you're practical, a, practical purpose. A stunt man or a stunt woman, that's fine to be your profession. Mm-hmm. Right. But don't try to use. I mean, it's impractical because clothing. Uh, just because you're wearing a gi doesn't mean you're going to be able to do all this stuff all the time. You're going to be wearing jeans, shoes. Maybe I'm wearing Tims. Tims are heavy. Oh, them Timbos. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, well, I can kick somebody if you haven't trained in your actual. Um, clothing, then you don't know. And a lot of people, oh, I can't train without my uniform. I can't train unless I'm on the mat. If you're doing martial art, uh, martial artists, it doesn't matter where you are. You can train wherever. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna be fighting wherever. You know, if someone tries to grab you, it's not. Oh yeah. wait, let me go put let on my take gi. my shoes and yeah. socks yeah. off. Let me bow yeah. to you. Put my belt on. <laughs> yeah. Make sure my mom's here to watch me whoop hey, your mom. ass. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just it's so annoying to have people try to talk on stuff that they can't do themselves, and then say that they're martial arts because it discredits the rest of us that train day in and day out and get the the battle scars and keep training through the injuries and then we have to pick up the slack for them i know i was just uh carry the team on your back yeah and i was approached by uh one of my friends to do a um it's like a, a team fight and it's like 
a, I don't know if it's a world team fight or a state team fight or something, but it's not in Oklahoma, wherever it is. And I'm like, I said, last time I didn't train for six months because of an injury. I come back, maybe get a week of training, go to this tournament, and I make it all the way to the finals and lose by two points to a guy that's a five-time world champion. Mm-hmm. I said, that should not happen. If he's doing tournaments all the time and he's a world champion, he should have crushed me with being out with an injury and not being able to train that long. Right. I said, the people that I want to train are right here in Oklahoma, and I can fight them for free versus paying money to go to a tournament and just sit there and be bored. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. for me, it's not interesting because I can't better myself fighting people that aren't of the caliber that they say they are. Mm-hmm. If you go, if um, I'll Almost give you like Austin with his fight, you know, with dude. the guy with the knee. Yeah. The guy that's just, that's is bull. So you can't yeah. say that you beat him. If but he let him tell it. He beat the shit out of everybody in that whole. Like he got, he had a, a cage fight. Mm-hmm. The kid that he was fighting had six months worth of training and had already injured his knee prior and he told them he, he had to make a decision by thursday before the fight and he said yeah i'll go ahead and fight well uh-huh. the kid comes out i mean if you watch the fight i mean he's he's tearing austin up and he catches his knee on the deal pops out of place he has to have surgery now he's probably out uh-huh. for a year and so austin takes that as the w as the win yeah, that, some is, people i mean some people are just that type of petty. mentality i mean yeah. like with brie like telling talon like not to kill me yeah. because she likes fighting me i'm like why do you like fighting me i beat you up every time wait yeah. wait what happened she when she had to leave before we boxed on wednesday she told talon like she's like don't kill emily because i like fighting her and i was like <laughs> then why are you leaving we're about to fight right now come on yeah uh, we were putting she, on our gloves I was I like, she makes right. me laugh yeah. Yeah. i mean i wish like i don't know i don't know what's wrong with these people's mindset when i got when i got beat i never blame somebody else i was like dude i need to figure out something like josh used to kick me with sidekicks i hate getting kicked with sidekicks <laughs> what i do whole bunch of ad works and started blocking then i started using reverse punch to get past Josh's sidekick he doesn't like getting reverse punch so what do you do at work and then figured out different ways to get around the, the reverse punch you have to adapt to changing conditions there's never been a time like i think i was eight years old and mr wally he'll kick me in the eye and my eye went back in my socket and i didn't quit obviously i didn't quit i'm just still with <laughs> it but i mean i wasn't brought up to 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 bitch out on stuff man i mean i've been i had to fight adults when i was 12 all the time kind of like ashton does now Mm -hmm. and then compete against them in the black belt ring and there's i mean even if i was nervous quitting was not an option yeah crying being being a puss doing all that other stuff was not (laughs) falling on the ground yeah that was not an option you had to get in there and fight and i remember fighting uh, todd brown for the first time he blasted me with reverse punch guess what i did i knew i had to fight him again that's all i worked on was reverse punch because if you're going to hit me with a reverse punch hard, I need to be able to do the same thing, especially if I'm fighting in your division and you're the best person in the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the martial artist versus martial acrobat uh, controversy, I mean, it's slowly going to keep changing. People, back in the 70s, Americans already didn't want to train hard. That's why June Rhee came up with the God Bless America forms to kind of mock America a little bit. They didn't want to stick to the traditional system, which was harder and longer. And now it's just getting worse and worse. I mean, like Emily said, giving everybody trophies. Yeah. And kids are only I mean, doing... there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that your kids worked hard during yeah, if the season. If they did something, you know? yeah. yeah. And, you know, losing doesn't mean that you have to, you know, go into a depression and yeah. hate yourself over it. But you shouldn't be congratulated for feeling like you did something when you, didn't, you didn't do anything at when all. When you didn't win. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a difference between, you know, giving everyone a trophy and 
just being a dick about it. Every loss and every win that I've had, there's been a lesson for both of them. People just want to take the wins because it's it's joyous. It's more it's it's fun to win. If you if you're not competitive and you don't like to lose, you need to be in something that's going to make you lose because you're going to grow more from the loss than you are from a victory yeah. because you're going to get a big head and you're going to get this skewed vision of everything. I mm-hmm. win it all the time and blah, blah, blah. When you haven't put in the work, like I think like Brie fighting and we're just using her because she's the only one I can think of fighting <laughs> like 12 year olds like Skylar. Well, you're four years older than her. You should be able to beat her up. That's fine. You need to fight somebody your own age or older to push you kind of like Ash and Ash is 12 fighting me. I'm 28 fighting you, fighting older people all the time, and he can hold his own with adults. So if he's ever out and gets attacked, I he know. He is the size of an adult. If yeah. I yeah, he is, yeah, he's he is six one. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's still he's still a kid, and you have to train that mentality up to you have to protect yourself when there's a not an adult there to protect you. Yeah. And if or you anyone don't, that can't protect themselves. Yeah, and if you don't do that, you're doing a disservice to the students that you're teaching. So mm-hmm. that kind of tied in with the, with the fight from Saturday. Just people trying to speak when they have no reason to, when they haven't fought, when they haven't been in those positions or people that are... Have no idea about any type of fighting. Exactly. They just see what they see and they're like, oh, you know... Or entitled to their... They, I'm entitled to my opinion. Well, I mean... Fuck your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's... Your opinion doesn't mean anything because yeah. you don't know what you're talking about, so... Yeah. And it's up to us to kind of ignore that and don't let it get to us. But I mean, that, like you said, cyberbullying, everybody's got a voice. And then you'll see people putting up YouTube videos and making cartoons or Rhonda get knocked out. And I hope she used that as fuel because I would. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm my worst critic. But if somebody says something, dude, I light their ass up next time, <laughs> dude. There's going to be no doubt. That was just a one time deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to throw something in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this nice little Hello. grin I see. Whenever you're <laughs> Hello, the Cheshire grin. <laughs> but um, and, and not not to blow smoke up your ass or anything like uh, that. But um, please do. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's one thing that um, even Chris, me and Chris was talking about. Uh, you actually, uh, what's today? Sunday? Yeah, Friday. Sunday. <laughs> me and Chris was talking about you uh, Friday to someone else who works with us. And um, come here, how we got on the subject or whatever. But awesome. Um, you just I, I, I think, think Chris about was, him. No, I think it was actually Chris. Uh, <laughs> I think Chris was actually asking about your podcast and everything like uh-huh. that. And um, uh, I went mind blank. But uh, <laughs> so what was Chris saying about the podcast? I, who, I, can't, who's I, can't, I can't remember now. Uh, well, just give me a second. Just, folks, give me a second. just I, know they were bragging about it. <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he was talking about you and talking about your podcast. He was just talking about it in general. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, um, he was like, oh, Oh, is this someone else that you know does their podcast, all this stuff? And Chris was like, "Yeah, he's like a fourth degree black belt, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah," and, and you know, dude, dude, you know, probably whoop anybody's ass. But what's and Chris was like, "But honestly, it was so weird." He said, "When you see him, yeah, he looks like a big guy, like you know, especially in a in a, in a suit." Mm-hmm. Big, yeah, well, not even a geek, but just like I'm in my wedding. So you know his the pants are too short, you know, they're too tight. You know, yeah, uh, my thighs were tight as hell. My ass was tight, nuts was all right. Now <laughs> don't even know how he sat down in a chair. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know he did. But um, uh, Chris was saying he's like, but what's so cool about this guy is he doesn't brag. You know, unless you ask him, hey, what belt are you? Or hey, can you beat someone's ass? Or hey, how long have you been doing this shit? You know, he's he's just. He doesn't just sit here and just brag about it or anything like that, especially whenever we even go into boxing or, you know, doing the boot camp, at yeah. least for me, 
you know, I just assume you was bad because I just been ever since I've known you. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this dude's always been a martial artist. He ain't bad by now. This, <laughs> yeah, you done missed the boat, but yeah, yeah you, need, you need to figure out your life, though, because you bullshitting. But, um, you know, you went talking to Brandon and DeCoven or even Josh. You know, they're all just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he when he works out, he's not, he's not showboating. You know, he's always up here. He's always constantly pushing himself. And the glimpses of what we have seen him fight, or even him shooting up 10% or 25% or whatever <laughs> percentage it is, you know, you're just like, God, he can whoop somebody's ass mm. if he went to 75%. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I hope it does. His, I think his hair actually turns gold. It does. <laughs> <laughs> saying, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's never been my place to to brag about this. I've always had to work hard because I was little. I was thinner than everybody else, and now I was shorter. Like my cousins are younger than me, and they were taller than me, and I was just getting picked on by my cousins and stuff like that. So I had to be tough. And then my mm-hmm. mom's a single parent, and that's why I wanted to get into martial arts to protect her. So it's never been. Uh, aspect for me to brag about what I have. Whatever I have, I share. Like, if somebody hits my car or rips a shirt or something, I don't have a lot of nice shit because I value and most of the stuff, you know, especially gifts, if somebody gives it to me, dude, I'll lose my fucking hat if you mess up my stuff because I value everything that I have in life. So, with my training, I'm very uh, grateful because I had so many mentors that, that gave back to me. And so I try to show my gratitude by giving that back and by training as hard as I can. And it's not my place to sit here and brag. If somebody wants to say something about me, they can. Like I, people used to ask me and Josh because we used to go back and forth when first and second for Oklahoma State champion all the time. We're going out to tournaments. It's like, who's the best one? I said, ah, oh, Josh is better than me. And Josh said, oh, Elijah's better than me because, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the best. We push each other and we enjoy training with each other because we do push each other. Um, we talked about this on one pod. I think it was a black box. I said, if I get in a fight with somebody, the only thing that I can say is I'm not the only one going to the hospital. All I can say is, God damn. <laughs> that would be one of those, that'll be one of the cases. And I'm, I feel like a hypocrite saying this now. That'll be one of the cases where I will have to pull my phone out. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, yeah. hold on. Hey, Elijah, hold on. Yeah, hold you on. Weren't, we talked about uh, people. And I don't even like recorded <laughs> shit, but this is about to get on Wallstar. Yeah. We talked about that last episode, people recording. Instead uh, of helping out. Stuff. Yeah, instead of helping out. But I mean. You see so many fights in school and stuff like that. And oh. on Facebook, stuff like that. And you see like groups of people. You you clearly see this fight being broken up. Right. But you see people just with their phones just recording and all that stuff. That's what we were yeah. talking about last show. So oh, that's why I was, I was saying. Like, I feel what? like a hypocrite. Like, yeah. Mr. Bailey is the one that records fights more than anyone <laughs> here. So. Cool. <laughs> I record all the stuff to post up on Instagram and Twitter to, to show my business and the social network. But as far as my stuff, like my dad asked me that a long time ago. He's no, like, why don't you post any pictures so I can see you? So I was like, I, I really don't like doing it. Oh, man, why everybody will do this? And I was like, dude, I'd rather people want to be, a, not around me, but want to be a part of my business because the way I run my business, not because I can say I can do this. Because just because I do this doesn't mean somebody else is going to do it. If I'm benching 315, like, oh, yeah, well, you should be able to do this, too. I'm not going to have Emily benching 315. <laughs> I mean, she's going to bench as much as she can, and she's going to increase her max over He's time. He's going to throw an extra 25 on Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, come on. Just, just, you he's it. not going to help me pull back up while no. he's squirming with it on my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's going to hear your shoulder just pop or out your whole place. right arm just... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what happened Friday. FYI. Yeah, I mean, I was, what'd you I was, do? Was, he, he was getting injured. He was spotting me and then he pushed me to like a. And I, I think I, 
if I didn't take so much off of October, I probably could have easily hit that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, I went down Getting and I was going up, and then the right arm just was like gave out. Fuck you! I was like, not yet. Not I'm yet. not gonna I'm die. Not yet. Yet. I and still then have it started, to get it started popping and yeah. Pop locking and game. shit. Pop I gotta get some yeah. new podcasting equipment. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm yet. not done. He didn't even think of Caden or his wife. He was like, no, no. Some new equipment, new <laughs> But I mean, there's something about there's a uniformity that's not being displayed in martial arts, and that uniformity is being humble and then being about that lifestyle. Everybody mm-hmm. keeps saying we can't live by the old cold. Yes, you can. I mean, Japan and, and China, they're so rich in their history. America is a is supposed to be a melting pot, but nobody wants to take credit for anybody else's history. They don't want to take credit for slavery or the immigrants coming over or running the Indians out or any of that stuff. Yeah. How can you move forward if you don't embrace your history or your culture? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, reading so much and, and trying to give back this information. That's what, the reason I did this podcast. And we were like, man, we're going to be talking about this. I mean, I think we just need to pick a topic for an episode because <laughs> I end up running way too long. That's one of my gifts. I can talk <laughs> forever. You can talk. So, <laughs> you can um, talk. <laughs> I know. It's We're about, well, did you stop the, the timer at any point? Uh, yeah, but we're, we're, I mean, it's just over an hour. All right, yeah, so we're over an hour. I mean, not every podcast is going to be this long. I'm trying to keep it maybe 45 minutes. just depends on the topic. Um, but, I mean, we had fun with Emily today, our lovely guest. Thank Woo! you, Emily. Yay. And then, as always, my my podcast wife, Richard, <laughs> is here. And then myself, I'm here. Um, and we just got talking about all this stuff that we thought was important. I said we would talk about <laughs> some of the stuff you, that we missed. Lies, lies. I did lie. he I, does. Well, all right, quickly. He doesn't lie, but when it comes to podcasting dude, and him talking about a certain subject, I know we get I guarantee you he's going to lie. I know. All right, so two <laughs> things before we get out, before we drop everybody's information. I just want to talk about some of my friends and old friends. I, I ran into Chris Trees, who mm-hmm. we both went to school with. Yeah, he um, gave me a long hug. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you liked it. Uh, <laughs> I, ran in, I ran into him at... Um, I Jim, like the first one. The second one, I was like, oh, okay. Jim, Jim Norton Toyota taking my car in the shop. The rotors are messed up. The brakes are. So I'm right now I'm driving a 2015 uh, Chrysler 200. Hmm. I know. It's nice. Hmm. Um, but nice. I, talked, I talked to him for probably two hours, and he has been with the boot camp now for a week. Mm. And he's actually seeing some results and gains. And then the other person is from a uh, the gamer stand. Um, oh, John Johnny Stone. Stone. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They're underneath the uh, Black and Studio scope as well. And uh, he came up to the school because he wants to try to get back in shape. Uh, he came up there? Yeah. Uh, Man, when was this? Uh, Saturday. Last Saturday. Uh, okay. Dude, we talked about our theories for the Flash, the CW Flash and Arrow. We talked Shut about Assassin's up. Creed. We talked about everything. We talked for probably two maybe three hours and he likes to talk too oh yeah oh yeah i mean we <laughs> right got up your alley yeah i'm surprised it was only two hours <laughs> yeah i know well because i had to go home yeah but i mean we talked forever and i mean it was good uh actually talking because i met him he worked with my wife jessica at i-35 walmart oh okay I'd never really talked to him so we talked Dude, the floodgates just open. Yeah. The pearly gates of, of geekdom. Cool people. Yeah. I know. Hardcore. We're going to have to have a flash. Once you get caught up, or it's a CW TV show, comic book, anime, manga, podcast. Next show, we nah, have to start talking about some of that be stuff. like a week long thing for you. I feel no, 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 no. I, no, like no, no, a no, 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 no,
<laughs> said, no, dude. This is like it's five. like five hours long. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not editing this. I'm going to throw some music on it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, man, well, I, I'm glad that, that Chris joined uh, the Beta Lifestyle and Fitness Functional Fitness Boot Camp. Did Stone say he's going to come up there? Stone, I know, I know he works come up, mornings. Yeah, he's going to come up because he works 12 hours uh, during the week, so he's going to come up Saturdays and Sundays and get back into Muay Thai and then some Taekwondo principles. I wouldn't then, mind fighting him. Yeah. Just I mean, out of curiosity. I mean, Saturday or Sunday, man, because those uh, are the only days he can come up. Nah, I'm not yeah. going to fight him. I have no desire to fight him anymore. <laughs> but um, it was good, you know, meeting Stone and talking to him. And we're actually going to be on the Gamer Stand uh, the 21st or 23rd of this month. Uh, it's a I'm, Monday. Yeah, I know. I'm actually going to be on there tomorrow. Uh, I got a little show to do with them tomorrow uh, on the 16th. I thought uh, they moved us back a week because somebody's going to be gone. Mm, no. Uh, well, I no, need to- you're going to be on a show by yourself with them. Oh, they said that we were going to come on together. Because first, I was I'm not coming to, together. I was supposed to be on the 16th. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm too busy to, to to appear on other people's shows. What? No, because I was supposed to be coming tomorrow. My schedule's. And but, then they said move uh, a week back to come with you because something happened this Monday. I need to check my email and make sure that I got it right. Maybe they want me on the 16th and the 23rd. I'm not sure. Okay, but because uh, when I talked to Stone, he said both of us were supposed to be on there because we were going to tie into a segment that he was doing, and it was going to tie into kind of stuff that we do. Oh, that's cool. So I don't know. I just need to check my stuff. But Emily Corner, give people information where they can find you on Instagram oh, or gross. Twitter. Guys, uh, <laughs> Emily you up. M Coiner on hey, Instagram. Uh, Gordon the Top Hat on Twitter. Where did you get that from? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you that so long ago. I just um, it was uh, an effort to one stay anonymous on Twitter and to a mixture of like Thomas the Tank Train <laughs> stuff. Well, I don't know why that day I was just thinking about Tank Train. She's Tom- high, you don't know Thomas the Tank Train? Are you kidding? Like Sir Topham Hat? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. We get. Yeah. I didn't ever know they call him Tank Train. Yeah, like the blue one. Yeah, I know you're talking about that. That's the Kaden's, faces. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Kaden's. Yeah, that's yeah. Kaden's buddy. Yeah. Okay. The black people I don't, don't, I don't know. I, I, I just call him Thomas the teacher train. That's <laughs> yeah. Black people don't get the tank train. We just get the train. Thomas the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's where that came from. I don't know exactly uh, okay. why I was thinking of Thomas the tank train that day, but I was. Hey, it is what yeah. it is. So, yeah. Um, now I don't have to worry about like my coworkers or anyone following me on Twitter though. Now you <laughs> so do, no but listen to the me. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where Emily's been hey, hiding. Connection. <laughs> and uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. The best spot is probably Facebook um, under Black and Studios, which is the company that I work for, um, or Richard Taplin. But I probably won't accept your fate. Uh, accept your friend. <laughs> you need to expand the business, damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so selective. But uh, if you do have a questions about podcasting, definitely hit me up, <laughs> and I might get back with you. <laughs> they're a bunch of jerks here at Black and Studios. Uh, they love their job, but they're a bunch of jerks, man. Yeah, whatever. They're selective. Yeah. And then you can uh, find anything about the podcast. Like I said, I'm going to post the uh, Fujita vs. Goku picture with Ronda Rousey and Holly Holmes on the Facebook page, The Elijah Bailey Show. You can also keep up with my fitness boot camp, which, again, we're we doing tomorrow. Doesn't uh, matter because you're lying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what we're doing tomorrow. I just you said know, lifting. I, yeah, I know. I don't know oh, what okay. lifting because I, I got some new Are workouts. You coming tomorrow? Yeah, Yay. I got some new lifting workouts I did yesterday that you made up. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually I'm going to post them on Instagram because I saw this guy doing them. I was like, man, that'd be awesome. There's one with like a uh, overhead plate raise into a stand and then back to a squat with a 45 pound or 25 pound. So we're going to Okay, maybe not. That. No, we're doing a lot of stuff. We're doing legs and upper body <laughs> and abs, man. 
<laughs> since since moving, I haven't been able to do a lot of ab work, and I ain't trying to be Elijah the Fat Boy, so we're doing some ab work. <laughs> ab workout would be good. All right. Yeah, but no I, decline sit up. No, we're doing those two. Uh, no, there's a different. I got a different variation, but you can find uh, any other fitness stuff, which we will eventually talk about on the podcast. The actual lies, lies. No, we tell. will. Maybe like we the will. seventh episode. Oh, shit, we got to do it on the third, or otherwise I'm out of business. <laughs> or, I mean, the fourth. This is the third episode. <laughs> I mean, we got to do it by the fourth. So uh, lies. Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness on Facebook or the Elijah Bailey Show on um, Facebook. Then you can see any of my videos or Instagram uh, motivational pictures on Instagram at eBayley Fitness. Then you can also send me or reply to any of my tweets on Twitter at eBayley Fitness. And then for any audio, uh, audio and video, I guess, for um, Twitch or just regular YouTube videos, go to the Elijah Bailey channel. And I'm a streamer on Twitch. I'm just now getting back into it because internet's back at my new house. Yay. So, yes, thank you. You can follow <laughs> me at twitch.tv dot com forward slash big daddy emb twenty three. You want to throw in your Twitch info, Richard? No, <laughs> no, because you haven't been twitching lately. I don't Twitch. I know we need to, <laughs> we need to. But I'm, I'm getting back on. I just updated. I mean, I'm down to play some. Like, I'm down to co Twitch with you. Like, I'll yeah, just dude. host your channel. I'm not. I'm not getting on the. I'm not twitching anymore. Why not? I don't want to. Because I've realized something. When I Twitch, I don't. I don't enjoy dude. playing video games. That is a good point. Yeah. We need to get like a, hopefully. It becomes with, a job. Exactly. No lies. Well, exactly what happened. Yeah. It becomes a job. Because you have and, to do multiple. And I don't like doing it. Yeah, multiple hours. What I, if, I started quit playing video games. I completely didn't play nothing over the summer. Yeah, you did. And then. You did a I, couple, just I like your birthday couple, and just, that's it. But I, did, I, did, I, I just didn't like it. And then. Why don't we do like a big group, <clears throat> like get my game room together and do like a big, like um, Geek and Sundra do where they have the camera facing the group and then we're all just playing games and stuff like that. Would that be. I mean, I'm, I'm down to produce something. No. Oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Richard's down to produce whatever you need. No. Um, but follow us, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, uh, wherever you want to. And you can always find this podcast on Podbeam, released at midnight every Tuesday. And it should also be uploaded to iTunes here pretty soon. And that will come out at midnight on Tuesdays as well. All right. Is it midnight on Tuesdays or <clears throat> midnight on Mondays? Well, I mean, midnight, like 12 a.m. is going to be Tuesday. Like, it's mm-hmm. going in from Monday but to sure. Tuesday. That's Monday night. Oh, whatever. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't. Two, early Tuesday morning, late Monday night, whichever you like to think there of. There we that. go. Yeah. Yeah. All depends See, on the Emily might zone. have to just come back to be the voice of reason in the <laughs> for for all of the podcasts. I never thought you'd say that, sir. Oh <laughs> that means God. so much to me. <laughs> the best compliment I've ever gotten. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for another show. And we will be back with another podcast next Tuesday. This is the Elijah Bailey Show, and I'm gone.